Welcome to TGI, Tourism Geography Insights, the podcast of Tourism Geography's journal where we discuss our latest research and developments of our peer-reviewed journal which explores tourism and tourism-related areas of recreation and leisure studies from a geographic perspective. Okay, listeners to Tourism Geography's podcast, we're fortunate enough today to have Dr. Andy Lee. He's at the uh, University of Queensland, a senior lecturer and program leader in the Masters there. And we're going to be talking about his recently published paper, What Does Colour Tell Us About Tourism Experiences? So uh, welcome to the podcast, Andy. Um, as usual, we sort of open up with uh, a fairly broad question of what question or problem was your paper setting out to understand? Thank you, Steve, for uh, the podcasts, for my paper first. So that this paper is about a tourist photograph. So that I believe there are substantive uh, research on the tourist photograph. But the existing literature is mainly focused on qualitative ways, meaning that they are interviewing people, they ask the the tourists to take photos. But I believe qualitative way to examining photo give the richer information, but it has the limitation in terms of collecting a large amount of data because the researchers cannot recruit thousands of people for the projects. So that I was thinking that nowadays people are taking photo with their phone, which means it's digitization. So when we have the digital information, I believe there is the way that we can see photograph in different ways. So that being a quantitative researcher, as well as have the interest in technology, I thought about examining photograph in different ways, which is the quantitative ways to understand how the tourists take their photos and how can we interpret the photos based on the color within the the digital photography. That's how I uh, approach this project. Yeah, great. Uh, Interesting. Interesting to use from the tourist photo side. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit about uh, some of the background or, or or the context of your work? So, you know, how did you come up with the idea and, and yeah, how did you come up with the idea and and then how did you turn that into a, a, a research a research plan? Right. So the photograph itself is is accessible everywhere so that The photograph itself was not the big issue in terms of data collection, but the problem was that how do I interpret the color of the photograph so that I need to think about how to extract this information from digital photograph so that I have to develop a program to extract those color information from digital photograph. It took me some time because I have to study some of the program language a little bit. And I did some study on that. And also I have to uh, understand about the color in terms of the uh, the, uh, technology, how color can be extracted from the photo. 
so that I have to study some color in terms of the RGB or other stuff so that I have to study on that. So that based on those understanding, I start to uh, building up the program to analyze the color. After that, I have to go through the, uh, the IRB in US, but in Australia, we call it ethics. So that I try to or plan to collect the uh, photographs, but the UQ require, I think every researcher to get the ethics approval first, which means the photon line usually belongs to somebody unless they said it is, it is okay for us to uh, use their photos. But I need to have the photograph from the uh, specific reason, which is the Queensland Tourism Department, so that I have to contact the Queensland DMO and get the approval for th their photos under their Facebook account. So it takes some time to explain my plan, how I'm gonna use their uh, photos so that I collect the photos from there. So that I collect around 5,000 photos from uh, their Facebook accounts. And then I use my software to extract, to extract color information from these 5,000 photos and I group them based on uh, so-called reference colors. So that it is also takes some time for me to come up with these reference colors because uh, in digital photograph, it is possible to express uh, millions of color on a photo so that I have to downscale the photo in some way so that I have to think about what is the best way presents these colors so that I have to come up with these 12 reference colors. So these 12 reference colors is three primary color, red, green, blue, and additional uh, color themes around there. So that I come up with these 12 col uh, reference colors and I try to group the photo based on these 12 reference colors so that once I analyze the photographs from the Queensland DMO reasons, because the Queensland DMO has the 14 destination reasons, so that we have the Brisbane area, Gold Coasts, and we have the other areas, outback areas, so that I categorize the photos based on the, these 14 reasons, and then I try to figure it out whether this each reason has the unique color theme under there. So that if there is actually, so that in actually in the, the background, I thought the photographs has lots of colors in there so that it may be impossible for me to figure it out any distinctive color schemes per reason, because as I mentioned, each reason has different or tons of colors so that I just wanted to know whether it is possible to pick up a, a unique color theme per reason. If it's possible, then actually my study will open a new opportunity to examine tourism uh, photographs. That's how I uh, conducted this study. And luckily I found that the color actually gives some unique information for each reason so that although not all 14 or 12 uh, destination 
reasons because I couldn't use two reasons from there. Although each destination uh, does not have unique color, but uh, the, some reasons can get together with a unique color theme from other reasons. So that I believe my study gives you some uh, interesting finding for how to analyze photographs using color theme. So that's the back background and nice. that's the context of the work. Yeah, great. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, this is, like I said, uh, hasn't I haven't seen too many papers using these types of methods uh, before, so I was very interested in it. So just before we go on to the findings, can you tell us, you know, what are some of the concepts or theories that underpin this work? Right, so that, as I mentioned, <clears throat> existing literature is based on qualitative approaches, so that I start with uh, methodological contribution in some way, so that I have to explain some of the methodological concepts behind, so that I have to go into engineering research, so that they use the color to analyze uh, reason, so that nowadays we see lots of drones out there, so in uh, the agriculture and other in, uh, in engineering uh, area, they're using drones, they take photos and they analyze color to understand the vegetation in the area. So that I thought this kind of approach give me a pretty good uh, methodological foundation so that I use those concepts or methodological foundation from engineering It's called psychophysical uh, paradigm of landscape preference. That's the, what they used in their studies. But also I can bring up uh, some uh, familiar concept to our tourism, which is environmental psychology or uh, servicecape in uh, artificial environments. So environmental psychology, as you know, people will assess our environments based on different elements so that it can be space, it can be the, let's say, the structure around us, but also the color of the environment affect our evaluation, which leads to different behavior or behavior intention. So that although I couldn't find uh, the direct relationship, how the color influenced the uh, tourist behavior, but I try to see the association between color and the experience. So therefore, in summary, from the uh, methodological perspective, I use psychophysical uh, paradigm. And for more in-depth theoretical background is on environmental psychology. Yeah, great. And also, I mean, these uh, this type of theories and underpinning concepts also i don't see that much in 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 the tourism and hospitality literature so i think this is also uh, you know quite an interesting way to you know to, or that needed to be done to look at uh, the idea of of color and the influence that it has so with that can you tell us what are some of the findings or the takeaways from the research Right, so that one thing that I can emphasize is that color is definitely an uh, important contribute to understanding tourist um, experience. So that, again, I'm not saying that the quantitative approach is bad. Quantitative approach is pretty bad, uh, okay, 
approach to understand our uh, tourism experience. And color is one of the way that we can utilize our understanding. So that again, tourism photographs has millions of, let's say, the random colors so that people believe it is impossible for us to distinct, uh, to find distinctive color themes from the photograph. But in this paper actually show that that's not true. So that although people take the photos in the similar destinations, such as the sea-based destination, we're going to assume that the sea-based or the water-based destination are full of the sea. Therefore, they expect lots of blue in their color. Yeah. In broad sense, that's true. But if we see a little bit detail, depending on the destination, some destination more blue than the sandy or yellow color, which means people enjoy more water-based uh, activities or they appreciate water more in that particular destinations. While some destination where have little bit more yellow in color in there, they actually enjoy more beach rather than water. So that although destination can say that we are we have beautiful beach, but actually what tourists enjoy in their destination gonna be somewhat different. So that by understanding their photos on their uh, social media, actually DMOs can understand what actually uh, tourists are actually enjoying in their destinations. Therefore, again, the color is a quite important ingredient, let's say, in understanding our uh, tourists' experience. So that's the, the key takeaways from yeah. my study. Yeah, very good. So you mentioned uh, before we were recording and earlier, you, you have some trouble, I guess, with getting the ethics uh, permission to use the tourist photos. Is that right? right? Yeah. Right. What were the main concerns that, that the ethics board have? I'm sure that many of the listeners uh, affiliated with different universities. I work, uh, I got my PhD from US, I work in Hong Kong, now I'm in Australia. Each country, each university have different uh, requirements for ethics. UQ is one of the most serious universities in the ethics approval. Some universities are okay for using the social media photographs or the informations. But UQ is very strict, although it is normally okay for us to use publicly available uh, data. But UQ say that since I'm going to use photograph by the tourists from a Facebook or social media channel, they ask us to get some, some sort of approval from the account holder. Therefore, I have to talk to, I have to figure out who actually owns the Facebook accounts and who is take responsibility of using their, let's say, data for the research uh, purpose. Therefore, it takes some time for me to figure it out, how to contact the, the DMO person in Queensland uh, DMO. And then I have to explain what I'm going to to do before actually I have actual uh, data analysis in my hand. Therefore, it has some, 
some difficulties in there to explain my study in to the, the person have no interest in research. So that was quite a difficult challenge. So then I believe to the listeners of this podcast have similar problems when they try to use the publicly available data, usually from the Facebooks or Instagram or TripAdvisors. So that I hope that as uh, the group of researchers, we have a little bit better understanding how to utilize these publicly available data. Because the, for example, again, the TripAdvisor, they, they have no clear statements whether researchers can use their data or not. So it's quite difficult while there's lots of data available out there, but because of the ownership and copyright issue, sometimes it's uh, restrict us from understanding our uh, society a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for sharing uh, that uh, that issue because it is an issue that uh, lots of researchers uh, face. Uh, in terms of getting, uh, you know, the balance between the privacy and and uh, the ethics and the ethics board and and you know conducting insight, insightful research. Just lastly, from when you published the paper, do you have some ideas on how to extend the work? Uh, any future directions, or if you do, if you would do the study again, would there be some uh, you know things you'd want to change? So wh where, do, where where are you going with it from here? Right. So the one of the issues that I had with this this paper was that I analyzed the, the tag and the comments associated with photos. So when people upload their photo onto the Facebook, they said, oh, I took this amazing photo from XYZ. But they don't explain about their emotion in detail. So I analyzed their comments or tag associated with these uh, photos, but it was not detailed enough. So that if I have much more uh, chance or the uh, resources, I probably uh, collect data from the actual tourists and I'm gonna ask them, elaborate their feelings, emotions, and more descriptions about their photos rather than just one sentence of the description of these photos. So that that's one thing that it could have been done better if I had uh, the chance to actually find out the actual photographers and ask their opinions or the feelings of their photos. So that's the thing that I wanted to improve uh, in this uh, the current paper, but in the future direction, I believe the by uh, the photograph taken by different cultural background may give some different ideas about the uh, destinations. So that I can analyze the color by the cultural background. So that, for example, I can collect the data from a specific destination. And if the photograph or the trusts has the information of their cultural background, I can separate the photo by the background and I can compare color distribution between these different cultural backgrounds. So that if it is the case, then again, this paper will prove that the color is quite important attributes, understanding tourists' experience, plus 
uh, cultures play a role in tourist evaluation of the uh, destination. So that's the, the future slash current direction from this color study. Excellent. Yeah. So, so you, you pointed out two things there relating the color to the emotions uh, of the photographer, of, of the tourist photographer, That's and correct. also of um, different, the way different cultures uh, as a collective view or use color or highlight uh, color in their um, portrayal or their um, images of, of the destination or whatever they're taking photos of. So yeah, so some very rich areas for future future research. I hope the uh, ethics boards are kind to you and that uh, <laughs> you can you can get through them. All right. All right. So is there any last things you want to add? No, I just want to say by the listeners that they the happy new year and stay tuned with these the podcasts in future. All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Andy. I was speaking to Dr. Andy Lee. He's senior lecturer at the Business School at the University of Queensland in Australia. And we were talking about his recently published paper in Tourism Geographies entitled, What Does Colour Tell Us About Tourist Experiences? So thanks, Andy, for speaking with us. Thank you.